Hello and welcome to Let's Talk Autism, the podcast brought to you by two old school mateys and autism mothers and we are talking autism and additional educational needs. I am Michelle and this is Christelle. Hello Christelle. Hi. Christelle, we're going on a journey today. Are you excited? Oh Do yeah. I need my passport. Do I need my passport? You might need your passport girl because we <laughs> are going all over. We're going travelling with instagram account our autism travels so charlotte from our autism travels on instagram is coming on to tell us about going traveling with an autistic child what do you think of that oh i think that is so good because this is something that has played on my mind for a while i love traveling i do want to show my children the world but i worry michelle about having an autistic child who, you know, is particular about some things. So I worry about food. You know, um, do I have to take a lot of food with me? Am I, am I allowed to travel with food? Air pressure, if it's a long journey, how my child will react to that? You know, because we, we adults, we sometimes we get a bit, you know, funny. It's, like it is stressful, isn't it? Even for yeah. adults to be travelling. Like, I get stressed. Right. And yeah, that's before so- I had the kids. Yeah, so I do worry about all that. So it would be nice to hear from someone who actually does it um, very often. Experiences it firsthand, yeah. I mean, I travel to Ireland quite a lot, but I mean, that's a short flight, but even that is, is pretty stressful. So I'm really interested and intrigued to hear how Charlotte gets on going to places like, you know, all over the world, I think she's gone. Like, if you check out her Instagram, like, there's some beautiful pictures of all different places. How's your week gone then, Chris? You ask me this every week, and every week I struggle to remember. I do it on purpose. <laughs> I like to put you on the spot. <laughs> I struggle to remember what's happened. Been a good week. Um, my son had sports day in school, but we was not allowed to attend. Oh, no. Uh, this is your eldest, isn't it? Yeah, my eldest. And um, that was, yeah, that was a bit gutting. But obviously, we understand the circumstances as well. And how um, did he get on? Yeah, he did really well. He did really well. You know what? I think I kept saying to him, because I know he's a fast runner. He's really, really fast. But sometimes he doesn't get first place. I'm not pushing mom. I'm not pushing mom. I know, I know that's what you're thinking. But <laughs> sometimes he doesn't get first place merely because he's too distracted doing other things that like concentrating on where everybody else is, what they're doing so having an, i was having a little pep talk with him yesterday and i was like if you want to win you know you got to concentrate face forward but then i had to kind of you know correct myself a bit and say you know what it's nice to win but make sure you have a great time with your friends mm. do, you understand, oh, do you understand what i'm saying because i didn't want to make him think oh winning is the only important thing when it comes to this does that make sense but i had to not, remind not him to that, me christelle because winning is the uh, only important thing <laughs> No, but I had to let him know, you know, because I didn't want him to go to sports day. We're not there to, like, cheer him on. I didn't want him to go there and then maybe he, 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 he would lose or something. And then he'd have the, he wouldn't enjoy the rest of the, the sports day. Does that yeah. make sense? So I just said to him, have loads of fun with your friends. So that was good. But he came first place. <laughs> so he tells you. You wasn't there to see it. No, he's got the certificate. I'm winding you up. <laughs> <laughs> we had a very distressing weekend my son's been sleepwalking a lot so that was very very distressing he was up all night <laughs> i can't even i can't even put it into words to be honest christelle it really was a worry and he was definitely sort of he was walking around the house he definitely was asleep even though his eyes were looking through me mm. and i didn't really understand so i tried to wake him up 
and then it got he got even more distressed but I've spoke to a few professionals about it this week they've given me some great tips of what to do in the future just to guide him back to his bed I do think it's anxiety based around the coronavirus and because things are sort of gradually getting back to normal I think that plays on his mind but he actually hyperventilated so much that he actually vomited so yeah yeah, it was. It's been a hard week for me this week. Yeah. But, yeah. I'm glad you've got some advice, and you know you've all, you've you've always got support. So I'm glad that you're able to know what to do about it next time. Yeah, and, and I mean, I put it out on Instagram just to say, has anyone else experienced anything like this? And got some really good, helpful advice. Lots of people sent me some good links to do with COVID, which I tried. You know, we have obviously been doing stuff, uh, release any anxiety, especially in terms of going back to school in September. Had a meeting about that as well. Mm. And yeah, so yeah, we're, you know, we'll get there. But it's, yeah. it's a hard time for everybody, isn't it? You know, especially if you've got autism and you find things difficult and anxiety is something you suffer with, then that's gonna just going to be elevated at this time when the world is like one crazy madhouse. <laughs> yeah, I understand. Right, Crystal, let's get travelling. Let's get your suitcase, girl. Let me, let me get my glasses on. <laughs> get your sunnies on. Let's go for a travel around the world. Okay, and on Let's Talk Autism, this week we are talking travel, travel with autism, and we are joined by the lovely Charlotte. Hiya, Charlotte. Hi, Charlotte. Now, Charlotte, you are over on Instagram at... At Our Autism Travels. And that's where we can follow you. Now, Charlotte, your account just caught my eye because there's one thing that instills dread into me is traveling with my children especially with my middle son's autism do you agree Chris absolutely absolutely it's something that I've been thinking about for a while Uh, how do you travel with a child who's autistic and maybe particular about certain things and then Michelle told me about you so I'm so intrigued so when first of all your son is autistic isn't he Charlotte he is yes yeah so what's the story your journey with with autism so I didn't really realize where he's my first child he had delayed speech but at first it was it'll get better it'll get better and then when the speech and language therapist realized actually it's not getting better she referred him to the pediatrician and it went from there but I didn't I didn't have a clue. I didn't know anything about autism for this. So it was really like learning everything again. Everything you read in parenting books and things like that just falls by the wayside and yeah. you've just got to go with your child and learn from them to let them teach you because obviously every child with autism is different. So you just have to learn about them and go that way. So how yeah. old was he when you, you got your diagnosis? Um, we are actually still on a waiting list for two years. That's a long time, isn't it? It's very long yeah. time. Yeah. I, they are trying to get him diagnosed without the official assessment because they have reports from the occupational therapist, educational psychologist. He has an EHCP and the speech and language therapist. They're all pushing for an autism diagnosis. It's just whether they will sort of push the ADOS assessment to officially give it. That's so stressful because it's all the wrong sort of way around, isn't it? He's got his EHCP, you've got all yep. the occupational health, but he hasn't got the autism diagnosis. Exactly. 
And that is what I'm trying to say to them at the minute is he's having all this. Every single professional that he has seen has said that there's no way they can't give him an autism diagnosis. So why hasn't he got one? I hope that you get your diagnosis soon. It is only um, an NHS diagnosis that we are seeking because we've seen a private paediatrician yeah i've heard that a few times with people they get the private diagnosis but still you have to kind of wait on the nhs i feel like you're in a position that many parents listening are also in yeah and it's it's just stressful it really is so tell us a little bit about when you started traveling so i used to take my mum because it was so i was so worried all the time about every little thing that could possibly go wrong and then not last year the year before she couldn't make our trip at the last minute and it was sort of like a now or never moment like I have to do this and it's just been like learning each step of the way of what you're entitled to while you travel like I didn't know that you could call up and ask for special assistance so that you go into a different queue so that you can go to a quieter lounge in the airport I didn't know that yeah see I've done this and I didn't know this and I think this is something that a lot of parents of autistic children don't know my husband's Irish and we fly out to Ireland quite a lot to be honest a few times a year and we didn't know that but yeah you can get special assistance can't you so you ring yeah. ahead or you sort of book it on your airline website and I think at Stansted they sort of give you like a sort of marker, didn't they? Like something to go around you, like a I can't remember what they called. Yeah. What they called. Um, he um he got given a lanyard at Gatwick. That's it. Lanyard. That that's the word. <laughs> <laughs> and we've we've used that ever since. But that's a really handy thing as well because even if it's not for going through security or anything like that, at least other workers and the public as well in the airport they know that there is a hidden mm. disability there. Yeah, so I'm, so surprised. I'm so surprised to hear this, you know, to be honest with you. I never knew you could do that as well, like call up for assistance, which would be so helpful. Yeah, yeah. it is. And most of the time as well, if you do it through the airline, the airline, if you haven't paid to assign your seats, they will assign your seating for you free of charge so that you can pre-warn your child where they're going to be sitting on the plane. Oh, that's amazing. I mean, like with Jack, he has to know every single step. So I make him a book before we go away. And he has a countdown. Um, It's more like like an activity book, I'll call it. So he'll have the countdown. So he'll count down how many days until we go away. And then it will be like a visual timeline. So first we get in the taxi, then we're at the airport. But then after you've done each part, it tears off and goes in the envelope at the bottom and then that's done so he knows that but, bit's over that bit of the trip yeah yeah that's a good idea on the next bit oh, that's such a good idea yeah and that, that alleviates their anxiety as well yeah and he can and see what's to, coming next yeah photos of the hotel so he knows where he's going to be staying yeah we have done that when we've had little trips away with photos of the hotel but what my son gets really stressed is if you know i show him a hotel room and then it's a different hotel room like you know obviously like yes. if something's round the wrong way then he gets so super stressed about you know like once we've been to a caravan site and we stayed in one caravan and the caravan was green and then when we went back the year after he was fixated that we were going to have a green caravan, green caravan and the whole, yeah. the whole time at check-in I was like please give me a green caravan please give me a green caravan <laughs> yeah. 
Jack's and it like, weren't. It was numbers. orange. <laughs> okay. The room numbers. He's like, oh, this, yeah. And obviously not every hotel does room numbering exactly the same. How do you get what? around that then? So I, I do try and explain to him a little bit ahead of time. We might not stay in this ho- in this room number, but yeah. that's but that's okay. It's okay. just a bit of reassurance. Like it might not be, but that's fine. And he um, seems what, to go with that. What I was interested in was uh, what challenges do you um, face when it comes to travelling with an autistic child? It is mostly at the airport. He does get really, really anxious. Just the amount of people and the amount of noise, it has caused several complete and utter meltdowns where I didn't even think we'd be able to get on the plane. I think the more you do it, the more they get used to it. How many times do you travel a year, Charlotte? In the past year, we've done five countries in the past year. Oh, amazing. So where have you been? So we uh, went to Spain, Croatia, Montenegro and then we went to Rome in Italy and then we've got back from Florida in February. That is such an amount of countries in one year though isn't it? (laughs) And does he love it or does he get anxious? My boy gets anxious about things. Does your boy get anxious? How old is he? Sorry. He's five so he does get anxious and I think a lot of that is from not understanding completely at first what's going on because it's that big change in routine. Mm. That's why I like to keep the visual timetable so he knows what's coming, he knows what yeah. to expect. And yeah, he's he's getting a lot better. The entire <laughs> he is the best on the plane. If oh. we are on the plane and we are in the air, he is an absolute dream. And even on those longer flights, how does he cope with a longer flight? Um, well, Florida was 10 hours and he did really well. Towards the end, he was getting a bit fidgety, but Virgin actually assigned us bulkhead seats. So they've got a bit of extra leg room. So when he was kicking, he could stand up and have a bit of a walk around. They got him. They was like, do you want to come and help us collect some rubbish? Oh. <laughs> which he was like yeah of course I do <laughs> oh. the thing that I worry about with travel yeah. is to do the air pressure and you know your ears um yeah. I know that one time when I traveled I had that excruciating pain um in my ears I worry about things like that when it comes to children has anything like that ever happened or is there any assistance for that? We've had that so, actually, even going to Ireland and we're hardly even up in the air. You're sort of, you're only up in the air for 40 minutes, but we've had that with my son and he screamed. He's only had done yeah. it once, but he screamed. Yeah. So I, I know it sounds really babyish, but I do let him have a dummy while we are on flights because if they do get that sucking pressure going it can alleviate that quite a lot all else fails I always keep a bottle of cowpole in my bag dummy and cowpole I'm always armed and a pair of ear defenders always and when you actually get there's a lot of different sort of cultures and things like that and places you've visited and what's he like because we've had obviously people on and talking about beige food and the different you know how autistic children really like bland food so is your son like that? Like, what's that like? Yeah, so way and with all the varieties of foods and smells. So, Jack's taste buds. So you've got over-stimulated and under-stimulated um, taste buds, and Jack's are actually under-stimulated. So he likes extremely spicy food and mm. foods that have to be really full of flavour for him to even consider it. I am quite lucky 
in that way, but he still does have food aversions. Do you carry food with you when you go away? I do. And the only thing I do carry with me is a box of Cocoa Pops. (laughs) Because that is the only thing he will eat in the mornings is Cocoa Pops. And they have to be Cocoa Pops branded. It has to be in the box that he knows. So if we went to a hotel and they were serving Cocoa Pops, he'd say they're not Cocoa Pops because they're not in the yellow box. We heard that from one of our um, people that we interviewed. They said that the child's very brand loyal. Yeah, yeah, wasn't it? Sia and (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, he is. He's, He's very brand loyal when it comes to breakfast. But everything else he's okay with, he's cool with the different types of food. Not all different types of food. It's very much, it has to be, it has to have a kick yeah. to it. So at school, we've had to start adding curry powder to really? stuff for him, for him to eat it. Yeah. <laughs> I can just imagine him now saying to the dinner ladies, not enough, not enough spice in here. <laughs> no, no. They tried giving him macaroni cheese and it was like a really bland macaroni cheese and he was like, I'm not eating that. Oh, bless him. So when you have been somewhere like Florida, where there's a long flight and there's obviously, you know, jet lag, how does Jack respond to that with jet lag and obviously now bedtime, so everything being different and sort of his body clock running differently? Mm. Is that is that an issue? We do still very much try and keep to the routine that he has at home, even though it's what we're doing throughout the day is different. I do still try and keep that we get up at this time, we have breakfast at this time, we go out at this time and try and keep it pretty much the same. And then you find that if you keep it pretty much the same, the days that it can sometimes change isn't as bad because you are still consistent. No, I just want to say, I feel like it's really incredible what you're doing, just travelling with him and it's really kind of encouraged me to take a trip, you know, obviously when the restrictions are all lifted that yeah it has reassured me that it's possible to do it it is and and I'd like it to be less of a thing like when we were in Florida people would go oh you're amazing this is amazing he's amazing that's amazing and it should just be a normal thing like you're on holiday with your child not look look at this single mum who's on holiday with her autistic (laughs) child yeah yeah but it is it is daunting you know when you're thinking about the different foods and you know the sensory side of it all it does you you do I do let me speak for myself I do think oh my gosh how am I going to do this is he going to be okay has everybody else going to react to it you know so to hear your story is it is encouraging yeah and almost I can guarantee you almost every country in the world has a McDonald's (laughs) <laughs> that's the aim and an Irish bar they've all got an Irish bar yeah oh, that's my husband that. and the son ticked <laughs> Charlotte when when did you decide to experience as many different countries as possible with your son like what provoked that it was that Jack responds better to physical learning and to me you can't get these experiences of countries out of a book as much because they were trying to teach him geography and he just wasn't he didn't understand that that thing on that map is an actual country and so I thought oh let's try it let's try going here and where he has responded to it really well he's responded to different like if you go here they live like this if you go here they live like this and I just think it creates a more open-minded person as well to him he has to see something 
to believe it. Yeah, and he's learning through experience, isn't he? Yeah. Oh, and I think it's really, really commendable and great and that you're getting out there and you've got the confidence to do it. Because as you say, you know, even myself going to Ireland, it feels like stress quite a lot of the time. And I get myself so anxious, worked up to those flights, those few times a year. Do you know what I mean? It really does yeah. fill me with dread. And that's only a short flight, as I say. But what would be your one tip to anybody feeling anxious, feeling stressed, thinking, oh, I want to go on holiday with my son or daughter, but they're autistic. What would be your your piece of advice? Oh, just Put you on the spot. <laughs> yeah, prepare, prepare, and stay calm. The more you prepare, the more things are likely to go how you want them to. And that's beforehand, obviously, with all the beforehand. Stuff. Yeah, and stay calm because I I really think that they can sense your energy and sense how nervous you are. And I think the more you stay calm, the more they feel calm as well. Even when they do get a little bit anxious, I think the more you stay calm and reassure them and go, it's okay, the more they feel that. But yeah, there's, it's, it is all in the preparation though. Yeah. Definitely. And take, take stuff from home as well. Teddies, toys, stuff like that. Stuff that's familiar. I was going to say that, yeah, because obviously we do that, but it's hard, isn't it, if, if you, has your son got a certain toy that perhaps goes travelling with him? So he... I take a few because he has toys that he prefers on different days. So then each morning when we get up, I say, right, who do you want to look after today? And then he'll pick. But then it's security of he's in control. He's picking who he has that day. He very much likes to make the decisions of what we're doing. So I like to give him that as his little bit of, I'm in control of this. This is going exactly how I want it to. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, Charlotte, it's been so lovely talking to you. Thanks so much for coming on. And I really do recommend anybody to go over to your Instagram page at... At Our Autism Travels. Yeah, thanks so much. And you can go to Our Autism Travels and see all of Charlotte's. The pictures there are beautiful uh, of your travels and your holidays away. And thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story with us. That's no worries. Thank you for having me. So that was Charlotte from Our Autism Travel. What did you think about that, Mish? Just so interesting, ain't it? To go on all those travels. It's something that you just wouldn't imagine doing, really. Like, you know, I think she's inspirational to other parents. I loved, loved, loved the idea with the little book that she ripped off as she went along you know they did that bit together each part of the process of the travel yeah and you know what you know why I love this Michelle it's just because we just learn so much you know because all those things she spoke about getting assistance with the, uh, with the airline I have never heard of it and it really has just put some of my anxieties to bed to be honest yeah definitely do that Chris if you do ever go and anybody else that's listening that that really helps so we've done that at Stansted and on the way back from Dublin so we get assistance on you know on the flight and they take you to a quieter you know when you go down to the gate and it's so busy and you know what's really really stressful is security security I get really anxious going through security I tell you Every time, every time they must look at me and think she looks dodgy because I get searched. I'm not joking. Every time I go, I get searched and it makes me anxious. And so for kids going through all of that, you know, and and also it's, it's been really harsh because I have been searched and obviously my children have been there and 
they get panicked, you know, but if you've got that special assistance, then mm. they're a lot more understanding and, you yeah. know, it's, it's all done quite quickly then as well. And also waiting for your, for your luggage. So when you've got special assistance, they bring your luggage out first. So when we've had the pram and things like that, that comes out first. So they make sure that mm. all gets you quicker. So it's, it's just so good. things like that. Cause you know so what it's good. like waiting around that sort of thing. And to be honest with you though, Christelle, not every experience has been spot on. There's been times where if it's been really busy, if we've, we've got a particularly busy flight at Stansted, it's not, not gone to plan. Do you know what I mean? The special yeah. assistance has meant nothing. So yeah. and that's when you do have to deal with things. But as I say, I'm only there for a little while. I can't imagine going on one of those long, long flights. Mm. Well, it is very in- encouraging anyway. So I hope that, you know, for anyone who's had any worries about travelling with their child, I hope that that really encouraged them to do so. It certainly has um, encouraged me. So thank you so much to Charlotte and her experiences. Where are you going to jet off to then, Chris? Um, Where do you fancy? I love Florida. I do love Florida, but I don't know if I'm ready to do that, you know, eight, ten hour trip. No, maybe somewhere closer. Days. Yeah, maybe somewhere closer. Maybe something that's like Clacton, Christelle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Clacton. Yeah. Well for now that's gonna have to do until restrictions are lifted on it. So um Clacton it is. <laughs> Clacton on sea, lovely this time of year. Do you know what I get really worried about going to a different country and that is I get worried because I'm not very good with languages. It's all right for you, Christelle. How many languages do you speak? <laughs> Only three. <laughs> Only three. Yeah, exactly. You got you got three more than me there. <laughs> I can barely speak English. And then <laughs> So I worry I'm going to a different country and you know, what if something important is happening and I can't understand. I get I get really anxious about things like that and about the food. I'll eat anything, but you know, my kids won't and you know, it's yeah. those sort of things. But I'm just gonna have to take a running leap and go for it, I think, one day. Go for it. Might have to do a dummy run. What I say is to my husband, I'll go check out the place first. <laughs> and I'll come you back. The kids. <laughs> you come back the kids. I'm gonna go it. and do this for our family. Amazing. <laughs> I feel like it'd have to be done. I agree. Right, Christelle. That's it. Another week in the bag. <laughs> yes. Have a good week. <laughs> See you later, guys. Bye. Bye. In the bag.